1: More Senior Bowl takeaways. We didn't get through all the skill guys yesterday, so we're going to finish up on the skill topics, get into the trenches, and talk Mike Renner's under-the-radar guys and surprises from the Senior Bowl to wrap up our two-part series with Mike Renner.
2: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco, joined today by Mike Renner of Renner Ranks. You can find his work here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Going to be a lot of great draft content as we're in that part of the offseason, but it's not just draft prospects that Mike Renner ranks on his show, so you can find out all the rest of what he covers like i said on youtube anywhere you get your podcast same place you can find locked on bengals every day and we appreciate all of you who don't miss an episode and are everydayers this episode brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. and mike yesterday we started getting into the skill guys but predictably as we do sometimes some conversations take a little bit longer than anticipated and we have some skill guys left to talk about we talked lad mcconkey we talked one of my new draft crushes and i think a lot of people's new draft crushes and javon baker i actually want to go back to javon baker really quick i just can't quit him <laughs> uh do where, where do you see him getting drafted before we talk about some of the other senior bowl skill players we didn't talk about yesterday
0: man after what he did there and again with his tape with GPS numbers, basically everything that he can bring to the table physically, and the fact that like he has great size for the position. For you know, he's heavier than Marvin Harrison Jr. So, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be a second rounder. Is where I'd say I, I'd would put him somewhere between forty to
1: sixty,
0: and maybe even like forty to the mid fifties. That's that's where I, that's just the type of prospect I think he is, and where I see him coming off the board.
1: Just, just crushing my third round dreams wholesale yeah he he ain't making it to the third round
0: i I would be floored if he's there for the Bengals in the third round second round's where they'd have to draft him
1: so if you're sending mock drafts in and you have javon baker in the fourth round because you can still get him in the fifth round even i think in some of the simulators today just know that that ain't happening but maybe we'll talk about some other skill guys that could be realistic targets in the third round or maybe the Bengals will Accumulate picks in the second round and and this seems like a great draft to have top 50 top 60 picks I mean, that's probably true a lot of years But this year in particular, it feels like the more day one day two picks you can pile on the better
0: Yeah, I think how I would describe it is This drafts about 75 players deep (laughs) And it just like it goes fast So once I kind of you know, once you get to the fourth round I feel like there's less talent than usual, but, you know, in that back end of the second, there's more talent than would usually be there. So uh, I do think it's top heavy. And so if you can, it just feels like a draft that people are going to want to trade up in
1: because of that. The NIL impact, the COVID impact, whatever it is, the the depth of talent in this class is something that has been often discussed but let's get back to some of those skill guys anybody we didn't talk about yesterday that really we should talk about that could be ben sanat it could be the other mccaffrey brother at the senior bowl anyone else who stood out of wide receiver tight end even corner we talked a little bit about running back yesterday but are there players that we need to to bring attention to right now
0: yeah so tight end i think it's most interesting for the Bengals, especially because they need one right the wide receiver you you obviously need one but i think there are pathways to that not being a yeah. massive issue. Whereas like tight end this past year, you just like straight up didn't have a guy. So for my money, there were two guys that I thought really made themselves money, really looked like, hey, you know, maybe they're, not, they're never going to be you know, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. They're just, there's one of those in this class. It's Brock Bowers, and he's not going to be on the board at pick 18. I'd be surprised if he is. Um, but I thought Theo Johnson from Penn State looked really fluid as a pass catcher, really big wingspan, big hands, just a guy that you can, I don't know, say feature in an offense, but you can trust in an offense as a pass catcher. And that's obviously something, again, Bengals don't really have. And then the other one, I thought Ben Sinat was far more impressive on tape at the Senior Bowl than I saw on Kansas State's tape. And now he was actually running, you know, more diverse route tree than he ever ran at Kansas State. But the attitude that guy plays with is something that I think could be very valuable to a Bengals team. You know, really brings an edge, not only as a blocker, but as a route runner, like super physical over the middle of the field, a guy who with the ball in his hands, you can like legitimately throw screens to and after the catch just refuses to go down, you know, is always going to maximize whatever catch he has. So, i don't i think he i think he ends up a day two pick now now it's probably back end of the third but after what he did at the senior bowl and in a a limited tight end class i I think both those guys could sneak their way into that range
1: yeah i mean third round pick tight end wouldn't be opposed to that it depends on how free agency goes how the first couple of rounds of the draft go but ben a name in particular that has been interesting because of the two-way ability the inline ability where he does block at a reasonably high level for a college tight end, especially. And if he can tap into something as a receiver and add some refinement to his game as a receiver where he has the raw ability. But uh, one of the common knocks I saw was, you know, route running and intricacies of of playing the position, then you might be able to get something there. Do do you remember any of the GPS data on Sonat? I know I'm putting you on the spot there, but was there anything that suggested high level athletic profile?
0: Uh, so he was, I think, the second fastest tight end there. And it was pretty close. So Jaheim Bell was the fastest, but they were like neck and neck. And Bell's obviously like very undersized, not going to mm-hmm. be, you know, he's more just like an athlete playing tight end. So that was encouraging for him. I think it was around like 19 miles an hour, which, you know, it's not going to be, you know, Luke Musgrave, I believe was the fastest last year of the tight ends at the senior bowl. And he was up over in the mid-20s. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, how you get drafted in the top 50, the tight ends. Uh, Laporta, Sam Laporta wasn't there, but. That's the kind of range Sam Laporte is into. So, just to kind of give a comparison, like he's not going to be a vertical threat uh, yeah. or much of, but a guy that definitely, I think, showed more in terms of, you know, underneath intermediate ability than I had expected based off his tape.
1: More of a solid kind of tight end who's not going to be the dynamic playmaker, but gives you something and gives you some run after catch ability and can play yes. in line, which is a package that the Bengals would certainly benefit from, I think hundred percent wide receivers. Any other wide receivers? I saw Ricky Purcell's name come up quite a bit. Roman Wilson obviously left the senior bowl early. Anyone else that was very noteworthy to you mentioned McCaffrey's name earlier as well.
0: Yeah, I think Roman Wilson, he was very impressive. He's just very fluid, great hands. A guy who I, I do worry about is catch radius and the fact that, kind of who he is as a wide receiver, which is more of like a downfield threat um, with that catch rate is just, a, I think could be a bit of an issue, but he's a, a guy you'd love as like an ancillary piece to, to me. He's like a number two or three in an offense, um, but super reliable in that regard. The other interesting you you said there at the end, uh, Luke McCaffrey is very interesting to me because he's super tough, a, a great size, really strong hands, really natural feel for run after the catch. And he's only been playing wide receiver for two years. Now he's probably been playing wide receiver for much longer. Obviously his father was a wide receiver in the NFL. It's not like he didn't know how to play wide receiver before he switched from quarterback to wide receiver, but it's still, there is still probably some meat on that bone developmentally with only two years of actually focusing on it full time at the collegiate level to where that skill set could push at in the NFL level. So I thought he was very intriguing. What I saw from him on tape at the
1: It's a family that has been successful in the NFL. It's good bloodlines for sure. You you definitely don't with them have to
0: worry about the work they're going to put in. Like the stories that they talk about how psycho they are in their preparation about it. Their dad made them wear sweatpants the day of games just so that they had the mobility uh, in their legs uh, and like light sweatpants so that it wasn't too heavy. It's like they don't leave anything to chance in terms of their
1: attention to detail. That'll be an interesting name to watch as well. But for Bengals fans watching the Senior Bowl, I think a lot of the conversation was honestly, and a lot of the attention was paid to the trenches, both sides. We talked a little bit about Devondre Sweat sweat, yesterday, and obviously some big-name tackles down there. Talked about Jackson Powers Johnson yesterday as well. Let's get into the trench conversation coming up next.
3: Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is perfect for you, me, Jake Lisko, and, well, everyone. Why? Because you can get the food that you want without having to lift a finger. Well, you have to lift one to download the DoorDash app and plug in your order from your favorite restaurants, and maybe it's a local place like City Bird, somewhere that I have delivered, and I use DoorDash to have delivered every single week. And that spicy chicken sandwich, it's worth it. Try it. Thank me later. But whether it's the big game this weekend and you don't want to leave at halftime, maybe you're really into that halftime show with Usher, which I get. That's my generation for sure. Well, DoorDash can help you with snacks, with your favorite food, whether it's pizza, wings, soda, burgers, anything in between. DoorDash has it. I use DoorDash multiple times on the road during the Bengals season as well. I didn't have a car where I was at. So guess what? DoorDash comes in handy. And right now you're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCK23 on your first order. Again, don't forget to download the DoorDash app and use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Subject to change, terms apply.
1: This episode of Locked On Bengals sponsored by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app with more than three million members. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS—just you against the numbers. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in when you get those right. And the big game right around the corner. Prize Picks—the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. That expires after the big game. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you also win on prize picks. That's an easy one. You can get that one covered when you get started at prize picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. So easy to get those entries in. That's one of the many reasons we love it. You can check it out today at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And don't forget, if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on Prize Picks. Mike, a number of high profile tackles, offensive linemen, a number of high profile defensive linemen at the Senior Bowl could talk about these trenches for quite a while. The focus for me, from a Bengals perspective, is on offensive tackle and defensive tackle, although obviously there, there's some. Pretty good edge players down there, versatile defensive lineman down there. Robinson from Missouri stands out in that regard. as a guy that can move all over the place. But Let's start on the offensive line. We talked about in our mock draft that you graded yesterday, Marius Mims being the first-round pick. And a guy that I, I need to differentiate from Marius Mims is Tyler Guyton as a guy who had injury issues, played a handful, a couple hundred more snaps maybe than Mims in college, but but they're getting pretty significantly different grades, depending on where you look. Can you talk about Tyler Guyton's week and how you see him as a prospect? And help me compare him. Help me differentiate him from Amarius Mims.
0: Yeah, I honestly think Mims for not having played as much football is probably a little more technically sound. Like He is just cleaner with his hands and feet and pass protection, whereas Guyton's still a little bit of a work in project, work in process, whatever. Uh, and he later later bloomer... Uh, later on in his career, two years at TCU where he didn't start mm-hmm. he transfers to Oklahoma, starts the last couple seasons. Um, but, I, and then, and the tape at Oklahoma, it's facing a lot of three man rushes just with the offense, Oklahoma runs. They're not getting, it's not getting challenged the way, you know, he's going to get challenged at the NFL level. So I was very impressed with what he put, what he did at the senior bowl, because it, again, it is one-on-ones and I thought he was just way more under control that he looked on tape consistently at Oklahoma. And now he still doesn't have like a number of sets at his disposal. I think he still needs to develop in that regard. But just as an athlete, he's more explosive than Mims. He is twitched up, like he is, he's got it all. It's all there from the side from you know six, seven, three thirty to his length to just what he can do. It just needs to be honed in. So I think Mib's a little more polished, a little more uh, under control, a, a little steadier. Whereas Guyton is like a trends more towards the boomer bust end of the spectrum, in
1: my opinion. I see them both kind of in that world of possibility. Both of them kind of feel that boomer bust just because of the inexperience, which maybe is just mm-hmm. overgeneralizing a little bit there, but. With Guyton, a number of really impressive reps at the Senior Bowl, and you can find all the one-on-ones if you search for them on Twitter. That's the beautiful thing about Twitter in a world where yes. there are pros and cons. You can you can find this stuff pretty easily. There's a number of reps where he looks like he's moving great. The athleticism pops, or you know, he he looks like that. The power is really there, and the ability to anchor is really there, but. The big thing that stood out to me, and this is maybe too nitty gritty, is the hands are going wide quite often. And even on reps that are being passed around as Tyler Guyton wins, the hands are both outside the shoulder pads. Is that something that I'm making too much of a deal, too much of a big deal out of? Or is that something that you look at and and does it give you any pause? Uh, It it definitely,
0: that's his biggest worry, right? His hand usage and offensive line for not being considered a skill position, which we discussed earlier, it's more skilled than people give it credit for it it, to win at a high level. You have to be skilled. And so, you know, I I will say that stylistically in pass protection, some guys will keep their hands wide. as just like a, knowing that they can time it. Well, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Guyton times it particularly. I got to think based off his tape. Like he doesn't, I I know David Bakhtiari is the King of, clamping down outside like it, it is a form uh that i don't know it's necessarily taught but that can be executed but it takes consistency to do so and, and again based off of guidance tape, he's not nowhere near close to that so i, I do agree with your assessment there
1: so obviously there are a number of other linemen at the senior bowl to talk about on the offensive side of the ball troy faton did not go but talked about jackson powers johnson who are the other guys that you feel it's really important to talk about the weeks they had in mobile
0: well, I think this interior class is really intriguing, um, especially for the Cincinnati Bengals and obviously just could use talent anywhere along that offensive line, right? So there were a number of guys who I thought based off of what they did there could be second rounders now. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the one who really stood out, who I think won like offensive alignment of the week was Christian Haynes from UConn, a guy who's very athletic, has like an ideal guard build and he's short with long arms And his anchor in the one-on-ones was fantastic. That was what I worried about at UConn, going to a high-level competition, going to the NFL. How would he fare in that regard? Past the flying colors, very impressed with him. I would also say Dominic Puny, the Kansas tackle, who played tackle this past year, guard the year prior. I thought he had a great week in the one-on-ones on the interior. Like, I thought a lot of these interior guys – pretty much handled this defensive tackle class throughout the course of the week. And now I feel pretty confident about him being somewhere in the top 75 picks after what he put on tape there. Uh, And then Jordan Morgan from Arizona didn't have the best week there, he's playing mostly tackle. But he's a guy who I think if he kicked into guard would be a high level guard as well. So I think all those guys could be off the board by the end of the second round. And if the Bengals picked them in the second round, I don't think I'd argue with either of them.
1: Talked about Christian Jones a little bit yesterday as well. And the highest profile guy, perhaps, Talese, Talise, Fuaga, Talese. I thought the I wasn't pronounced. Okay, I'm learning. You, so, so uh,
0: Islander names, the the trick, if there's a trick, or just like how they, is you pronounce
1: every vowel. Anytime I, I, I could have sworn, though, I looked, at, I looked at Oregon State's pronunciation so they, guy. And, and I think it, it was wrong then. Okay. I'll, I'll take yes. your word for it though. Cool. Uh, has been inside the top 15 on a number of, of boards I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Did he live up to that status?
0: I, I would get, that gives me a little pause seeing those because I do think his foot speed and sort of, you, you saw it in this, his ability to like really react to guys who can get to the edge quickly and, and bend back to it is I am a little worried about, mm-hmm. but in the run game, he was awesome. I mean, he's a pure people mover is just so strong throughout his frame. And just like so easy with his ability to, you know, when everything, you know, works in unison, when his hands, hips fire, it's like, you can, you your toast. He's, he's just very put together for an offensive tackle, but he, he does lag behind. Uh, I think, especially the top of the class, whether it's all Shanu, um, or even like mims or Guyton in terms of just their foot speed and ability to mirror edge rushers so i i i don't, i wouldn't I wouldn't put them in that kind of conversation just yet, but I know well, others have
1: if you're the Cincinnati Bengals or us as Cincinnati Bengals pretend GMs with our pretend hats on in our basements as Duke Tobin would think uh, we're looking for more athleticism on the offensive line Fuaga's prob- or yeah Fuaga's probably not not the guy you Correct. would think
0: yeah okay I, I would yes he's i mean he's he's not like slower than orlando brown right i mean he's definitely yeah. not but having two of those guys can leave you well more than leave two. you exposed right and it's like he's gonna have to block tj watt for the next mm-hmm. for his entire rookie contract that's the kind of guy he would struggle against might yeah
1: There's another side of the trenches that we haven't talked about yet, and there's some interesting defensive interior prospects down in Mobile and some interesting edge guys, but I do want to focus on the interior. And I want to get your surprises and any other under-the-radar notes that you've got from your time down in Mobile. We'll finish the show there coming up next.
3: Locked on Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Whether it's big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. They can start to add up, and it makes it that much more challenging to be the person you want to be, to get the tasks or goals that you're hoping to accomplish. And it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today, whether you're feeling down, whether you're feeling like you need to get something off your chest, maybe you're having a great day, but know that better help is there, because better help is, online therapy that anyone can do and anyone can try because it is convenient and it's not going to take a lot of time to find a therapist for you. In fact, all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible. You can switch therapists at any time and it'll suit any schedule, even the busiest of schedules. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com.
1: Talked a little bit about Tavondre Sweat yesterday, Mike. And if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and get part one of our discussion with Mike Renner about his time down in Mobile, Alabama. Darius Robinson, another big standout. But when you're talking defensive line prospects in this class, there's also, I think, Ohio State's uh, – what's his first name? Hall. Michael? Michael. Michael Hall. Oh Weird. Weird to forget that with a Mike across from me on the screen but who, who, tell me about those guys tell me about the guys that stood out to you the most on the interior or exterior I guess I'm not as interested in the edge guys though to be honest at least early but I, yeah but oh, no, no, I don't blame you defensive if they, if
0: they draft another edge uh he's not gonna see the football field so yeah the, the interior I honestly was fairly disappointed so guys who came in who I thought of as like top 100 picks guys like uh Braden Fiske, the Florida State defensive tackle uh Dwayne Carter from Duke um and uh, I throw Michael Hall in that mix too as possible top 100 player and uh McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M I think that was it oh Brandon Dorless, too from Oregon Mm -hmm. so those guys are all like potential top 100 DTs and of them I I think Michael Hall is the only one who maybe made himself money over the course of the week You you know like who on what he did there really was like okay this is this guy could be a player at the next level but he's he's like purely a three technique he's still way yeah. undersized in the low 280s um but he's early declaree and hasn't played a ton of football so he's kind of a wild card lottery ticket type of pick because physically he's got the kind of feat that it takes to win as a pass wrestler at the nfl level if you're not going to be a pure explosive get off um bull rusher type on the interior like you know like a fletcher cox um, you better have, you better have agility behind you. You better be able to make guards and centers miss to get to the pastor. And he has that. He's just, you know, he's just way undersized right now. Surprised he even declared uh, early considering, you know, everyone else that Ohio state mm-hmm. brought back this past fall. So, uh, or this upcoming fall. So, uh, but he, he, he definitely can be that impact sort of pastor to the next level, but it's just kind of developmental guy at this point. So not going to make, a year one sort of impact. I think everyone else there kind of just was meh in the one-on-ones. Hmm. Uh, Dwayne Carter's probably, if you're looking for a versatile of those guys, he's the most versatile of those defensive tackles, but he's a little too up and down, in my opinion, a little too inconsistent um, based off his tape at Duke. And just like, he's a guy who can open up big holes in the running game because because of that inconsistency, um, but also could be a playmaker for you. So that's why I'll probably still be a top hundred pick.
1: Devondro Sweat being the the standout. I know he's a little bit yes, but he's yeah, not a three tech him. exactly, yeah. but we did talk about him yesterday. And and Robinson, Mizzou, is he a guy that I mean he's he's big enough to play kind of all over the place, right?
0: So I don't think he's a pure interior guy, though. It is because yeah. he's so high cut. Like he's Got just it. a long, big dude. And that's why I think this past fall, so he had been an interior player from Missouri starting his career, and that's why I think his past fall was his career year. Now obviously that's like how it happens anyway, but But because he played on the edge more than he ever had before Mm -hmm. um, and really made more of an impact in that regard. So for me, he's more of a if he's an interior player, he's more in like the Malik Jackson mold where he's never really kicking inside inside. He's just he's playing over tackles like a three, four defensive end sort of interior player. You're not a guy that because once you get him inside at that kind of just that body type. He can really get moved off the line of scrimmage versus double team. So, a guy I'd probably want more on the edge. So, uh, you know, more
1: closer to like a Miles Murphy. Thinking about like base downs, five tech, because the Bengals will put five defensive linemen on the field. If he could play five and in, in base downs and yeah. then be a, a three tech on pass rush downs, is that something that, and occasionally, yeah. I guess he could play a little bit of edge as well? Yeah. Like Hubbard's that's type a type role as well? I think that's a solid role for him for sure just just trying to find the the fits i don't know that he'll make sense because he sounds like he's going to get drafted in a spot where the bengals wouldn't be prudent or or able to use the pick but
0: he's going to go somewhere probably between like 25 and 45
1: and it's like that's right you would have to probably trade up or trade back let's uh let's finish with some of your guys any any surprises? I know that like one name that was totally new to me that I saw as a surprise for some people is cornerback Chow Smith Wade. I don't know if that's going to be one of your guys as well. But tell me about your guys at the Senior Bowl. Your standouts and maybe other people haven't talked about as much, or or were guys that popped to you were surprises under the radar kind of guys. I
0: uh, I really liked Jarvis Brownlee, uh, the Louisville cornerback. Okay, and, and I in man coverage, there's like two, two things you got to have. One is athleticism to play man coverage. You got to be able to like make up ground. Um, but two, you, you have to have some quick processing and ability to read routes, right? Because it's, if you're always just reacting to what a wide receiver does, you're going to, you're always going to be a steps a half second late, right? You're always going to give up a little separation at some point and leave yourself liable. And what he did, I think, better than any of the other corners there that really showed on tape was he understood, based off of releases, where they were going, basically where this route had to go. And he was jumping guys' routes more so than anyone else, basically understanding where uh, they were going before they went there, where they had to go before they went there, better than anyone else. I was really impressed with him. I I thought that was – a heck of a week that he put on tape. And I think he's going to be now a top hundred pick after that. So uh, that's probably the one guy at highlights. I'm trying to think of anyone else who really like came out of nowhere that I was a fan of. Um, I also think there's some linebackers down there that I think are going to be high draft picks and Edifuan Olofosio. I don't know if linebackers in the Bengals plans whatsoever or not, but the Washington linebacker, he, he was fantastic in the, one-on-ones coverage against running backs and he's not like a great athlete but he kind of has that 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 whatever that logan wilson also has where it's just like he's not going to get caught completely out of position he's not going to get jumpy and really uh take the bait on something and just always under control and able to change directions at a moment's notice and so i i was a fan of his game i thought he had a great week
1: I don't know the linebackers and the Bengals' fan plans, but it's funny that you make that comparison to Logan Wilson because it seemed like both of those linebackers for the Bengals this year were taking the bait a little bit more. This is an episode yeah, that he didn't have his best year. But. Well, I, the, the the safeties going, the interior defensive line play in Cincinnati, those things uh, certainly didn't help. Punter, any any big punter notes? That, no, Dude, no, I no punter notes. Yeah, good. To the partners see you. come on the
0: football field, and I start talking to people around yeah, me
1: about. Yeah, that's going. the networking time, right? You, yeah. you make some make some new friends. Mike, we appreciate the time, the insight. I'm sure we'll keep in touch throughout the draft season. The combine is the next step, of course, in the draft process. Free agency coming up as well. Not as much a, a topic for you, but I'm sure you'll have some content on Runner Ranks around free agency as well. We appreciate Mike's time and insight. We appreciate all of you out there for listening to this episode of the locked on Bengals podcast. We've got more senior bowl content coming up with some more trench conversation with Parker Blake, who has done some work for all was at the senior bowl as well. That's coming your way next on locked on Bengals. And until then, thanks for listening who day and have a good one.